Now that I've escaped from physical death and I'm safe now, I can tell you my horrible nightmare story. And the person who caused that nightmare was my school teacher. That day, I got another detention for a stupid prank, which was putting snakes in the teacher's bag. In the detention room, I met Sam. We excitedly and proudly talked about some pranks we had made. About ten minutes later, when I was about to sneak out of there, the door opened. Mr. Johnson stepped in. God, his face was hideous. I meant no offense, but it was. Back to your seat, Eddie. Whatever, Mr. Johnson. All right, listen up, you little doofuses. Test now. What? Jeez. He must have hated us so much that he made us do a test. May I go to the bathroom? So I pretended that I needed to go to the toilet. Seeing me writhing in pain, he let me go. Okay, but then get back to take another test. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. I left the room with Sam's jealous gaze. I came back when there were just a couple of minutes left. But there was something different in the room. Sam sat so silently. Her face turned pale as if she just had a terrible nightmare. Mr. Johnson sat down to grade the test, acting as if nothing had happened. Sam was very strange. Her eyes were bloodshot and her lips were tightly pursed. She was trying to hold back her tears. Her hand gripped the pencil tightly. I had never seen her like that before. Uh, are you okay, Sam? But instead of answering me, Sam bared her teeth in anger. She didn't seem to be herself anymore. Sam? I tried to snap her out of it. Leave me alone! Ah! She yelled, angrily stabbing the pencil down. But Sam didn't care. She then frantically ran out of the room, leaving me confused with my bleeding hand. What did you do to her? You should go to the medical room. And don't forget the test. If you get a low score, bad things will come. Mr. Johnson threatened me before leaving. The next day, I saw Sam at school. She looked nothing near the insane Sam yesterday. Sam, do you feel better now? I immediately ran over to her. Sam was puzzled. In the detention room yesterday? What happened? You were so... scared and... you scared me. Sam stopped for a moment, but quickly regained her composure and walked away. I thought she was fine for a short period of time, but I was sure something terrible happened to her. And that was because of Mr. Johnson and his damn test. After the class, when the students had left, I stayed to prepare my ultimate prank on a new teacher. As I was walking along the hallway, I suddenly heard someone's voice. Help. The voice was low but it seemed to be very close. 
Who's there? How? That voice again. I followed the voice to the lockers. Finally, I determined where that voice came from. Hello? I knocked on the cabinet. Eddie? God, that was Sam. I was terrified to know that somehow Sam got stuck in this tiny closet. God, Sam? I stammered in fear. Help me, Eddie. It hurts. She burst into tears while trying to reach for me. I called 911 immediately. The police confirmed that they would be there within five minutes. But I feared Sam didn't have much time left. I tried pulling Sam out, but it didn't work. He did all of this, Eddie! Sam said in tears. He? Mr. Johnson! He wants to punish us! Even though I wasn't surprised, I still trembled when I heard this. You're right. The cold voice startled me. Mr. Johnson was right behind me, holding a red-edged axe in hand. For all these years, I've been suffering so many bad students like you, which I can prevent. Before I could do anything, he swung his axe. Ah! I dodged the fatal slash, but my leg was injured. I ran away with the pain spreading through my body. Where are you going, Eddie? You have to finish your test. <laughs> but no matter how hard I tried, the injured leg wouldn't stop torturing me. I was exhausted when getting to the exit door. Mr. Johnson now walked slowly to me, and he started to smile devilishly. There's nowhere else to run, Eddie. Please... Let me go! I begged, but he didn't care. Bad students, go to hell! He swung the axe once again. I dodged, but I could feel the cold breeze really close to my face. Please! When I thought my life was over, I suddenly <laughs> heard the police sirens. When I opened my eyes, Mr. Johnson ran away. Sam was rescued from the locker, and we were both taken to the emergency room in time. The story about Mr. Johnson was revealed. Not long ago, some bad students burned his office to avenge their poor grades, causing him severe burns. Since then, he had held a grudge against naughty students. Sam got a bad grade on the test that day, and Mr. Johnson threatened her. But Sam never expected he would truly give her that kind of punishment. Hi, I'm Wayne, a 22-year-old guy. I'm working as a research intern for a technology development company. Lacking experience, I often easily became overloaded with the work here. It was probably due to the high pressure at the workplace that people barely talked. After a while, I only knew and talked with two more colleagues, Emmy and Joe. Emmy was my supervisor, and Joe was Emmy's manager. Jesus, try to finish this mess. I couldn't contact Joe for a few days. Maybe he died somewhere. Emmy angrily threw the documents on my table and left. 
It was already eight o'clock. She must have been exhausted from taking over all the work since Joe didn't show up. Luckily, our boss was so understanding and kind. Every day around 10 p.m., he usually gave us some brain-boosting water. To me, it was like an elixir. I always felt so awake and refreshed every time I drank it. Since then, it had become my new beverage. Despite one side effect, I often lost sleep in the next few days. That day, as usual, I stayed at the company quite late with a bunch of documents. I went outside for a cigarette. While standing next to the exit door, I suddenly heard some strange echoing noises from downstairs. I worked on the twentieth floor of the building, and there was barely anyone who came here at this hour. But that sound still stirred up the air. It sounded like someone jumping up and down the stairs. Then came the giggles, so monstrous in the still air. So strange. What's wrong with the janitor? I returned to my desk. Emmy had been off for three days already for unknown reasons. It also meant all of her work now fell on me. It was 9 p.m. I breathed a sigh of relief after the work was done. I packed up my <sighs> things to go home. I hated the elevator here. It never reached our floor since the 20th floor button was broken. So I had to walk downstairs to use the elevator. Suddenly, I heard the same strange noise again. The clattering footsteps on the stairs and the giggles. But it was louder this time, and coming from upstairs, I called out, "Who is it?" The noise stopped for a few seconds, but then it got faster and louder. I saw a figure appear on the dark stairs. It looked like a woman with loose hair covering most of her face. I approached her and asked, "Hello, what's the matter?" As soon as I finished the sentence, the woman slowly raised her head, revealing a wild face. Her eyes were bloodshot, like she hadn't slept in a week. Oh my God! That was Emmy. She was tightly holding a large stapler in her hand, which was covered in a red liquid that smelled like blood. While I was still frozen with fear, she burst out laughing like crazy and rushed toward me. I thought she would jump on me, but no. She kept jumping on the stairs, then burst out laughing again. I was so scared and quickly ran away. After getting in the car, my heart was still pounding wildly in my chest. I saw a crowd gathering in front of the building, but I was too panicked to care. That whole night I couldn't sleep. Even until my alarm went off at 7 a.m., I still couldn't close my eyes for a while. If everything keeps going like this, I might go crazy <sighs> one day. But I loved this job and wanted to follow it to the end. Emmy still didn't go to work today. Maybe she just gave up like Joe. <laughs> That man got back in our store. That man was a regular customer, and his name was Vincent. A month ago, I saw on the news that he was missing. 
The police searched everywhere but found no trace of him. Yet now he was standing in front of me as if he had never disappeared. He entered the store and walked up to the order counter. Can I have a taco supreme? I felt a bit scared to see him back now, even though he used to come to the store all the time. I paused for a moment and then said, I got it, sir. Would you like any drinks? He happily replied, And one Pepsi, please. I took the order and told him to go to the table to wait for the food. Right after that, I rushed into the kitchen. I approached my co-worker, who was also my best friend. Hey, 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 Sadie. Uh, I, I don't know why, but he... I said in a shaky voice. Sadie was struggling to make food while answering. Who? I'm so scared of him. Could you finish it and bring it out for me? Then I returned to the order counter, staring at the man. After missing for a month, he looked very well and healthy. About three minutes later, Sadie brought the food from the kitchen to the guest. As soon as she saw his face, the food tray in her hand fell to the ground. The food splattered everywhere. He didn't get angry, but spoke softly to Sadie. He was not Vincent. Our previous patron was a scowl, hard to please, and every time he came to our store, it was like a nightmare. But now he looked completely different from the Vincent we knew. Sadie froze. Her limbs trembled. Her eyes filled with panic, as if she had just seen a ghost. After making his tacos again, Sadie pulled me into the kitchen and said, That's not Vincent. Absolutely not. So she also realized what I saw. But if he wasn't Vincent, who was sitting there? The two of us looked at each other suspiciously. This man was very mysterious to us. He didn't even have a scar on his body. If it were him, he would have a scar on his forehead, for sure. After work, Sadie and I decided to check on Vincent. We drove to the suburbs, went deep into the woods, and started digging. After 30 minutes of digging, we gradually found Vincent's body. He... he's still lying here. Sadie said. So, who was that man? I still couldn't help but wonder. Perhaps it was Vincent's twin. Yes, a month ago, one evening, Vincent went to Taco Bell and ordered his favorite Mexican pizza. But that very day was the day we stopped selling it on the menu. Sir, we have stopped serving this dish. I said and suggested to him to choose another dish, but he insisted on eating it and messed up the shop. He was so mad, he threw everything on the counter, grabbed me by the neck and strangled me. Just as I was slowly losing consciousness, Sadie grabbed the fireworks and hit him in the middle of his forehead and killed him on the spot. And that was why he was lying here on the soil. We packed up our tools and were about to leave when all of a sudden, a man resembling Vincent appeared in front of us. You guys killed me. <laughs> he said with a smug face. You think I'll leave you in peace? 
The man rushed over to us. He jumped on me and pinned me down. His hand squeezed my neck harder and harder. Meanwhile, Sadie stepped back. She picked up the shovel. The man fell to the ground. Blood poured from his head. I breathed a sigh of relief. Oh, 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 Sadie, you're being a bit too strong. But both of us were scared. Sadie had a worried look on her face, looking at me wondering. What is this? He's not Vincent's twin. I could only shake my head in fear. We killed two Vincents, and what the hell was going on? And now we had to bury this man again. Sadie and I dug up Vincent's first grave and dragged the other man into it. It must be fine. We, we should leave before anyone finds us. Sadie nodded, and we got back into the car.